There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. TBA My Dinner is an attempt at demonstrating intellectual civility while discussing popular entertainment. Brought to you by DarkCrazy.com In time, you will know what it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield. In the year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its eighth-dimensional probes. Theorizing that the teachings of popular culture could save the world, Dr. Shang, but Gilberto stepped into the TV Ate My Dinner Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, trapped in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey was Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appeared in the form of a voice Sean could only sometimes hear. While lost in non-space, they joined with other explorers who were adrift on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn and the mighty Mandru. I am Bron, an artificial intelligence from the 8th dimension who has chosen to join their crusade, to combat the growing toxicity and negativity that threatened to corrode the very fabric of the internet. We've been running ever since, striving to point out what once went wrong, in movies and TV, on a never-ending struggle to subtly civilize the information age. In the continuing voyages of a make-believe space coaster that's inexplicably known as... TV ate my dinner. Listening to TV Ate My Dinner. My name is Sean. I am returning with Andrew and Greg. Triumphant returning. That sounded like the most passive aggressive, like, so you're listening to TV. <laughs> so I guess. Or maybe you're not. What do yeah. I know? I don't know you. We act maybe like this. Talking into nothing. You act like the listeners have been ignoring us for four months, not yeah. just <laughs> like, whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I think that, that, that sardonic tone was you directed did. at myself. Like, I, you're not the reason we haven't done it. Like, well, you could have called me, man. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm the one who's supposed to output everything and do all the work. Right. Yeah, wasn't that what we agreed? That's kind of what happens. <laughs> that is kind of the relationship that I develop with our listeners when they get too involved. I'm like, oh, great, so maybe you can come in and do the show with us, and maybe we'll be best friends, and we'll talk all the time. Right. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, no, I don't want to. 
You ever see that <laughs> yeah. kind of, of tenacious D where they yeah. stalk their own yeah. pan? Yeah. Boundaries, man. Boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> this show is a complete, it's a flipped pyramid of what you would normally find. People are afraid to like yeah. this show. Don't, yeah, don't, don't leave a comment. They'll find you. Next thing you know, you'll be doing the show as a co-host for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just slowly walk to Homer backing up into the bush with me. Yeah. Yeah. Say, Don't feed that one. He'll keep coming back. Doesn't matter where you are either because the one we captured is way on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately Lynn had to work. She couldn't be with us tonight, so I won't get her back. Yeah. We'll start doing more. Westworld's back too, man. I know, and I didn't even realize. This is how much of a fog I'm in. Westworld came back, I didn't even realize it. Like, I I still haven't watched, I think I've seen the first two or three. Well, it's only been four. It's only been four. Mm. I'm not going to say anything, but this year I'm actually enjoying a lot. Because this year, it did just real quick, and we'll we'll hit on it later, but another episode or something. But the first year was great. We loved it, but it felt like the first year was this long, winding slow burn into the last like oh you know what i mean like it was a very it was much more psychological i mean this not to say it yeah. loses psychologicalness but like now it's just like oh we're full on sci-fi crazy yeah this weirdness one's now. more straightforward Ooh. it's fun it's it, been a lot it's of fun like yeah the force awakens versus last jedi you got super into the force awakens because we got caught up in all these mysteries it's a build up to the and then end, the last right. jedi was like super straightforward and didn't care about any of that and that's the way westworld season two is like just sit back and enjoy it you don't you don't have to to pay attention to all well, the intricacies. Think, this is it's, it's they, fun now. i guess they had to have that first season just to kind of give you the the whole setup i mean the first season was a setup and then right you know, for for this season yeah and it and, was uh, brilliant for that mm-hmm. But now it got, it's like, it got me to get that Jane's book, man. That book will blow your mind. But now they're doing stuff that, like, if you had any theories in those first couple, have you watched any, Greg, at all this year? Well, I haven't watched any of this season's but Westworld. From watching it, you know how Westworld is. You start getting theories now, especially. You know, we we know that they might pay off. But like this mm-hmm. episode on Sunday night, the fourth one, they answered. They went ahead and just answered some of those. You're like, oh, cool. They've already <laughs> answered that mystery. Neat. It's just there's really neat sci-fi stuff every week now. They're just like, yeah, let's do that. Why not? I'm like, yeah, cool. I think that's the fun stuff. It's actually way more fun. Like I would describe last year as really good, really intellectual and interesting. It wasn't fun at all. And this year, everybody's still it's dire and it's serious and it's intense. But it's been sort of fun <laughs> to watch every now. It's like, oh, this is cool now. So. Yeah, well, it's one of those things too where they, I think they realized last year, there's a real trap in getting fandom too worked up over the mystery of something like a lost you want to avoid that that lost well, last year syndrome. felt way more jj abrams <laughs> last jedi this... i'm looking at you <laughs> and we'll see that last jedi is the same backlash to like yeah, all that exactly crap out. we're just telling this story like these all people... these theories have been floating around for two years and, yeah. that, and then people just get... throw it out the window yeah. they get more invested in the theories than the story i'm trying to tell that's what the, the, the so these days they like get ahead of the theory they once you start building up some steam they just come in straight up like no because Lost got him the, the whole opposite way with Lost because, like, in maybe the middle of season two, some fan theory came up going, I think they're probably all dead. <laughs> and, right. I didn't like, think the this... whole, the, the, the writers were like, no, 
It's not. And for like the rest of the series, they tried to come up with a more complicated well, explanation to sort of sidestep that that was obviously the intent. Right, because I do think you pay for it in the end. And I think, I mean, even The Last Jedi did that, and I love it, but it, it, it paid for it just because it, it couldn't avoid that. It had 40 years of expectation built up into that, you know? And with these shows, though, they're like, before you guys get carried away, let's take yeah, let's just nip this, this and straight this. up. And then you realize, oh, but now there's still more mysteries related. Like, people get, like, theori- theorized about concepts of things, and but you don't realize is that, and that was part of what that Last Jedi stuff is that payoffs of conceptual, like, mysteries is never good. It's only when that is ex- entwined with, like, personal mysteries, you know? And that's what even West, I mean, Westworld seems like they're doing. They're like, all right, we'll get you. We're, we, we told you what this concept is now. You've been speculating. But now we're going to talk to you about how this might affect people, you know? That's what's the cool thing. Yeah, I think that's the better kind of storytelling. Because you, really you really want to suggest that mystery, but that's not what you're getting at. So that's never where the story is headed. Like, that used to bug me. I realized recently that, that I kind of had that same attitude like i hate the x-files because they've been hinting that there's going to be an alien invasion for like 20 years and there never is going to be like but that's the concept of course there's not going to be because that's like the the whole journey around that possible event is the story and it so really it becomes is frustrating and it really is how but you message it though right i mean that's what the thing is lost in the x-files get off I mean, they got people, and it became a phenomenon because of that, but then everybody learned from it, you know, and to where, like, that's why Leftovers was so great, because they're, like, from the beginning, like, nope, this isn't about mystery at all. And that's why I didn't watch it. I was like, this is going to be boring. It's not about mystery at all. They kept saying that up to the last episode. They said no. But the thing about that show was so weird and sci-fi, and they did, there was mystery, and there was thing, and in the end, they did answer everything, which is like, and yeah. they had, like the last they found... <laughs> And the most depressing ways, but yeah. like, but in like, the oh my it, god, you wanted this answer. It was like the Dark Tower. It's like if you don't want to be depressed, then don't turn the page. Well, but that's the thing, though. They, but they did it here. in a way that was personal to her in a story. Like the thing about Lost is like they kind of told you. In the end, they kind of told you where the island is. It's like yeah, it's just this thing that's always been here. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. I mean, that makes total like intellectual sense. But you're like, yeah, that's kind of disappointing. I don't know what I wanted, yeah. but it... Okay. Yeah. Well, I think what I wanted was for them to, it to turn out that they were all dead in that plane crash, but since that wasn't a sustainable mystery for five seasons, they just abandoned that and just went gonzo. Right. Well, I think and that's... that's why... Yeah, you can't do stuff. I remember... You, I don't know. You remember my old theory. I thought the cooler last season with them being... Them warping back into their own bodies at the plane crash, knowing what they know, and then having to get, you know... Like, something like that is like, let's answer the mystery, then make it kind of fun and personal and drama, and then we end with everybody being okay. Or them yeah, learning instead something. Instead of adding more layers yeah. of sci-fi nonsense. The stories are about the them people learning stuff. They're not about you learning a sci-fi concept. <laughs> you know, so it's like, who cares? Yep, it was a ghost. Okay. It sort of, <laughs> it sort of is a, like a moonlighting kind of principle, because... The thing with X-Files and to a lesser degree Lost is you have these shows that are propped up on a premise, but the the story gets to a point where there's a sort of, you know, there's just sort of a put up or shut up moment where you're like, we can't keep dancing around it, but we don't want to address this. Like the moonlighting thing is always in these romantic comedies where Mm -hmm. they finally hook up and then the writers are like, oh, we don't want them to hook up. So they write this ridiculous stuff. That right. makes everything ten times worse. It's like, why can you not write a story around those two being in a relationship? 
is, can the story not evolve? I mean, if, if that point of singularity is like the doomsday point of that story, then that was a dumb thing to prop the entire premise of the story around. Right. You have to answer the question and move on if you're going to continue the show or anything, right? Yeah, or you have to... This is where Leftovers had a good day. You just have to have definite in. They do three seasons and out. We don't have to worry well, about but even to those sustain that, that. But even those seasons, they ended. And then there's like, all right, now we're moving on to something totally different. You're like, all right, yeah, this is cool. like a new chapter of the story. <laughs> yeah. So so they weren't afraid to evolve the story. So you could actually take it to another level and, and not just sit around going, oh, what do we do now? And that was the problem with Lost. You had six seasons and you go... At the end of the first season, like... This island's pretty weird, isn't it? In the season two, you're like, yeah. it's getting weirder, isn't it? And then you're like, there's like, <laughs> still pretty weird, right? It's like, they keep tying this knot. You're like, how are they going to do this? And then you're like, yeah, the island's weird. That's the conclusion. You're like, uh, yeah, okay. Well, they, they did it both ways. It's like, at some point, like, they sit around going, I guess we're going to have to explain those polar bears. But then later on, they're like, no, it's a pirate ghost on an island. Well, that's the, <laughs> but that's like, the initial... Why did you feel the need to explain that there was a polar bear here when now there's like a robot monster being controlled by a pirate well, ghost? And I almost think that's the problem, too. That's like, the, it's not just that, okay, we can buy stuff, right? You can buy that things are weird and this is crazy cuckoo land. The island's weird. I get it. We all knew that was the, probably the case. It was like this mythical island, right? That's what you suspected. But the problem is it's, it's more like the Chekhov's gun thing. You can't put the polar bear and then have the polar bear, yeah, they're just there, studying them. I was like, well, that's such a weird and evocative thing. There has to be a reason. Like this year, I don't know if you yeah, watched why, the Westworld trailers. I, I don't want to spoil it for you, Greg. There's, there's, in the Westworld, no, it's fine. Go ahead. In the Westworld trailer, this won't spoil anything. Just in the trailer, you could watch it. There's a weird tiger washed up on shore. And that's like a lost polar bear moment. You're like, why? And then you find out why that tiger's there in like the third episode. You're like... Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. It's not just... It was just there. It's like, oh, it actually expands the mythology. The polar bears are like, well, they just brought them there because the island's weird. <laughs> and we thought, hey, let's look at polar bears here. Like, the reason they're there is yeah, because they thought it'd be weird, just too. does weird things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that the biggest problem with that, even... The polar bears are a better example because it was a thing that had a real-world explanation but made no sense. Yeah. Like... Like, it, it, when you see a polar bear just run up in the jungle, you're like, that's so weird. But then you're like, well, and then this this weird hippie cult was studying yeah, polar bears. That's why I get that cynical. doesn't explain anything. There's like a smoke monster, and it makes these weird metallic noises. And then the end, the explanation, well, he went into that cave, and then he came. That monster. He's like, what? That monster <laughs> is the whole problem with that show, though. Yeah. It was, it's like one of the most cool interesting cool. elements yeah, and it's, is like in the first episode they see like the trees moving and there's a monster and they're like holy Christ there's a monster on this island and you're like this is the best show ever right. and they spent the whole rest of the show trying to unwrite that scene because they're like I don't know what we're gonna do <laughs> and then at one point they're like maybe the monster's a robot and people are like that's horrible that's a terrible idea the monster can't be a robot like well and I don't know but in the end, when like, they answered like the guy, the, the other brothers went in the cave. The man ghost in the cabin turned out to be... The monster. Jesus or something? Yeah, like his brother no, was like... No, or some yeah. kind of... It's like... But why was he just a ghost in a cabin then? But you realize that storyline, and this is like, we're doing the Lost cast here, when we even started talking about... Like, yeah, that, we already did this show. But too. you realize that that show, that show, that the mythical part is what he ended up doing with Leftovers, which was interesting. He's like... He hit on something that he thought was more interesting. He's like, yeah, this is cool. I was like, no, 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 no. You started this. You got to end this sci-fi idea first there. <laughs> this was a weird thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> so. 
It's all, yeah, there goes the, the monster's a robot. Well, that's why it's Westworld Whatever. is kind of like, I feel, I mean, J.J. Abrams is the executive producer of that show, but it does feel a little bit like, and it's not as, you know, because Lost came out of nowhere, but Westworld's a little exciting in that end because they, what was so fun about that moment back then is that they, they take details of the episode, you know, and like, well, there's a, you know, children's story from the 1940s that mentioned that name and that, and the plot line and that would mirrors this, and it ended up being none of that mattered. But in Westworld, it actually <laughs> does, which is really cool. Uh, well, they do references they spend and more time breaking the story. Well, and that's, that's probably why, like, you know, I, I watched, tried to watch all of Lost and gave up. <laughs> Lost is really fun. This. I don't think it'd be worth just. It's a fun. I still respect that show. It was the first show that I really ever got into like that. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the world did like that. But it was, it was a fun ride. And you're like, yeah, whatever. And, and, and they like, had some good character yeah. stories. If they had gotten away from trying to be a mystery and just stayed with how that stuff impacted the characters, which was more the original concept. And I'm also convinced that most shows been right. on that leftover tip, I was talking to somebody today about this, that it's like, I think all seasons of shows should be ten episodes. No more. Yes. <laughs> and probably about yeah. three seasons. And then done. This is, even the Netflix, like, even the Those Marvel Netflix long. shows, they'll do like 13 episodes. And every so one 10, of them, the should, first seven yeah. is the best. And then it peters out. And you're like, ugh. Because okay. there's always a donut hole in the middle where you guys go off on some unnecessary side gig All of them. because you're All filling of them out episodes. Yeah. Every have you, single have you guys one watched the, the Agents of Shield? This yeah, season? I've caught, yeah, I've caught up. Already. I have not watched. I think I watched like the first two episodes. That and then, and that show this season they had twenty, I guess twenty two episodes, episodes to fill. <laughs> and good God, they've been forward and. In time, man, backwards. Man, that, in time. those shows I've, you know, I've realized the way to enjoy them is I just do it while I'm working and stuff. I watch The Flash and that, that way, where like I don't have to pay attention to this. I'm just like listening to my soap opera stories. <laughs> That's basically what well, I'm doing. Well, I, mean, I mean, but it's got th- this season has so many moving parts in it that it's hard to keep up of what's going on. Well, they got into that lighthouse time. thing and they're like, you know what, we could spend. 15 episodes in here not spend any money in this year <laughs> yeah yeah it's like how about that well they keep renewing it it was even though they don't seem to want to so they that's, oh, that's fun stuff to do that's a great segue because they actually are hinting that they they refer to infinity war in it because in the last yeah. three episodes they say thanos is he, like they say thanos is here already and they show the tv and it's like the destruction in new york from their fight and i was like are they gonna have spoiler alert people disappear at the end of this season they have to because they directly. I, I would hope up. so. I mean, I'm, that would know. be fun yeah. because, I mean, there's already you know the the classic balance is that the the story emanates from the core to the expanded stories, but never in the other direction. So, Agents of Shield is always like adapting to what the movies establish, but the movies have no idea that that TV series or those characters exist. Yeah, and and I kind of think that. With the MCU where it's going now, they should probably try to remedy that. I thought he would be back. In, it wouldn't be cool if... What if they did that in Avengers 4? Like, whatever this S.H.I.E.L.D. season ends and what if his whole team disappears and then he shows up, Coulson, in Avengers 4? Well, you know, like, that would be amazing, I think. He's going to be in Captain right, Marvel. Right, right. And then you're like, well, that's before. said in the past. But maybe they got him in Let's, for this. I, I guess maybe we should just talk about Infinity War. There we go, War. Infinity War. If we're going to get into this. Destiny. Because, because that is... Run from it. And this sort of... It's a good thing <laughs> yeah. that we started with Westworld Lost because Marvel's writing themselves into that same p- p- potential corner, which is, have we taken things too far and what do we do? Yeah, they, they, they went total lost at the end of this, yeah, so... Yeah, because, and this is so funny because there's an Infinity War two. They're already filming it. No, they you know already I mean? filmed is, it. 
this they is, filmed it already. Like, but everybody yeah. in the theater, when it came to the end of the movie, was shocked. I was like, guys, have you not been paying well, attention to anything? Well, but you know what? Anything? You know the thing that this I'm... This is, a, of course, where it was headed. I, I like that reaction, though. I, I appreciate people reacting to the story being told. I'm more, I'm more, I'm just tired of the internet and opinions as we give our opinions. They're not jaded I, like we are. I'm, so, I'm just so tired of people going, well, the thing didn't have any emotional impact because I know they're going to be back. I was like, no crap. I was like, we all know that. I was like, that's not what this thing is. Like they, it's like the thing in school, people raise their hand and answer questions like they're a genius. Like, yeah, everybody knows that. Shut up. It's like, the whole point of this, it's like, it's not supposed to, we know they're going to come back. This is... We know the good guy's going to win at the end of every movie. We know this is going to happen. You know what I mean? We know that's going to happen. It's more about how the more in- I left be- with the more interesting thing being like, oh, look at this setup. We got the original lineup left. That means it's going to be very oh, thematically I cool I and interesting and in how they're going to well, get there. Well, because and then this is the thing. I, I like Infinity War as a mashup. Like that, they're the most ambitious idea in a movie was to try to have all of these franchise characters in one movie together, and that was fun, especially where you got to see like Thor hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that kind of stuff. But you know, this ending is sort of a cop out where they're like, "But we don't want to write another one of these with all these characters." So at the end of this movie. Everybody but the core team of Avengers. Is well, I don't know if it's a cop out. It's kind of a cool. I just think I just I appreciate we'll it as a, a, f- a fake out. Yeah, I, like, I have a device. Yeah. Well, when, <laughs> no, the movie call it a cop out. The movie but to it me is their way of writing a more streamlined. Sequel. But but you're right though because the movie to me uh, felt like okay, we have a lot of boxes we got to tick off in this movie, and and so the the emotional impact to me was limited because. I you know I'm I'm sitting there watching it and said like, okay that's got to happen that's got to happen okay yeah, that happened so many moving parts and it's not really yeah, it doesn't feel like the, a film it feels like a big comic annual or something right like it's just a big yeah, yeah which are always kind of fun but those are the worst stories in a lot of ways because they're big complicated mm-hmm. mashups seeing someone do that in a movie is really impressive like I mean Infinity War is a really impressive achievement in making a movie but at the same time you're like Civil War is yeah. It's, you're, is, you're not going to be ten War. times better. C- Civil, like Civil that, War is like that movie is such a home run. Yeah, it's so good in terms of there are so many great entertaining moments in that movie. There's so many great mashups of characters in, that you like to see together, and there's so much legitimate character emotion and drama. What the, yeah. the the thing that's really lacking in Infinity War is I guess what they're building up to into the next film is we really want to see Captain America and Iron Man together and they aren't at all in this film. Right. I mean Civil War so, like I we I because I took Alex to see that but we watched all 20 or 18 movies beforehand like <laughs> over a few months or whatever. But Civil War every time and I even showed my mom wanted to see Black Panther when we were down in Savannah but I was like I'll show you Civil War but she hadn't seen any of them before that. But they got Civil War. It's like, because Civil War is so, it's my favorite type of thing where it's so, it's it plotted down to its, you know, core. It's such a tightly plotted movie, right? But every beat mm-hmm. is so emotionally, you know, like they get to the point, they do this, and then 
the beats that that happen were emotional when you get to the end and he sees the video and it's like oh god this is I love, Civil War is the best one of all those one of my favorite ones and I think Avengers the first I, Avengers I is like that too it's pretty all, good like that I think those two and and I'm with you on that because I mean I like all the Captain America movies in particular yeah Winter Soldier's good but it's still kind of rambling and what they do in it you know it's like yeah this mm-hmm. is cool but I have to say yeah I think the first Avengers and Civil War are the two that honestly feel the most like Avengers kind of They're movies. so tight like, in every bit of the plot. Like where you connect with those characters. And this just felt That's like succession. That's one thing I kind of don't like about... Well, I was going to say, this This one felt like... The first Guardians is great, too. Because thematically, it starts with his mom. And I watched that when I got that together. Oh, I forget yeah. how, like... Every, yeah, they might kind of wander around for no reason in, in the middle of it. But, like, what it ends up being is him at the end with his mom and then, then the Gamora's hand and it turned into his mom and it's like we're the Guardians of the Galaxy bit like it's like oh my god thematically this is the greatest he found his family you know all that stuff there's so much pay they all come together movie. and the wandering pays off because they all come together and as this kind of the we are group oh moment. gosh they have so many yeah, tight yeah. moments that are just, just perfect wondrous for moments the where he does and... the lights in there like it has moments right they're like oh my gosh um, but then the second one was fun, great, but you're like, it's just, what I said, I think we talked about it back then, I was like, this is just a collection of fun scenes, you know, yeah. and, it rep- and a repetition of the same basic theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like so, Ultron's, kind of like that, too, it feels like that. I mean, Ultron feel, it gets better when you watch it more, because it's like, yeah, this is, I see what you're trying here, but it's just, but I think I really this felt like, like Ultron. I, I, I like Ultron more and more when I watch it, it gets tighter one more, but I feel like this is still, I watch Guardians. I always felt like that one got a bad rap, too, I kind of liked it. You know, yeah, I, I really. I actually it. felt that and, maybe and one about thing 40 I appreciate, <laughs> you know, Age of Ultron. The problem with that is that's the only legitimate Avengers sequel that we're going to get because after that they've started building Infinity War, which is its own thing. Technically, they shouldn't even call it an Avengers film because it's its own thing, anyway. Right. And in a lot of ways, Civil War is a better Avengers film than. Well, Civil War is about Civil War is a better Avengers film yeah. because they're always. This is something they do in Infinity War that, that drives me nuts too. It's like you guys have to understand that the Hulk and Thor are part of of the Avengers. You got to figure out how to write that in. I think they made up so, for it in this one though, because I love how Thor is such a bigger. I mean, Thor's awesome, yeah. but he is absolutely useless at the end of the movie. It, it drove me nuts during the last the last scene of that movie where he shows up and they play the Avengers theme and he like decimates like the whole army, and then they cut to some other part of the woods where everybody else is fighting Except for Thor. Thanos. Yeah, I know he doesn't have one of the earpieces because he just got here, but when. But when you start seeing like Groot and somebody show up, you're like, well, they got the message. Yeah, that, that part. How come the guy with the Thanos killing axe is not in on the fact that Thanos is right here? Yeah, the plotting of the, the jumping, like the Star Wars jumping back, I think is pretty effective throughout the movie. I think it gets to the, like when the scenes get the most exciting. I think it gets its weakness as far as like from like a macro blocking standpoint. You know, like where are they in the battle? Where are you? What's happening here to you guys? Like that gets a little wonky at the end of that movie. You're like, hold on. Yeah, that that was a pacing problem because they could have fixed that. But knowing that Thor is on the battlefield and is nowhere to be seen when Thanos is running around, I mean, it really that's it what, drove me. That's nuts. why it really feels like a it's the most comic book movie though to me. Like it feels like one of those big episodes because or big like kind of issues because when you really read through what the plot is and how the thing, it feels like it's rambling and like yeah, this wasn't this scene's not super necessary, you know, stuff like that. But in mm-hmm. the end, when you talk about the movie, the core ideas are still intriguing. You know, like Doctor Strange, you know what? He said he saw a million, 14 million 
And he said, the, like, he's playing out that scenario. That's why he gives it up. That's why all this yeah. stuff happens. We, like, and he says that. He says it outright. Yeah, he, he, says, this, he says it's <laughs> like, the end game. He's like, there's no other way. That's what he tells him. He tells the audience in every scene that he's in what's going to happen right. in the movie. Because he says, just so you know, I will never, yeah. <laughs> ever give this away to save you. Okay, next scene. Yeah. He says, I've looked, I looked through the future, and I can only see one possible way to defeat Thanos. And then after he does it, right before he disappears, he says, this was the only way. He's like, we get it, Doctor Strange. A guy with a name like that should be more mysterious. They bring, I, I love that <laughs> he was such a big everything. point, though. Like, I like, because his movie is, okay, it's fun. But I like that he's such a big part of, you know, hopefully be a bigger... Well, yeah, I haven't seen Doctor Strange, and so it's on this was my you can watch it. It's fine. Yeah, I know. Oh, I yeah, just hadn't just got around it. to it. It's but, okay. But but yeah, it's so this was my first the exposure ones. to the Michael Fassbender <clears throat> Doctor Strange. Benedict and, Cumberbatch. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, that's same guy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was really entertained by that character. I, I want to go see. I want to see Doctor Strange now because you know he was. Yeah, he's basically, he was, on he's that basically level, Tony yeah. Stark. He's the same character. Yeah. Doctor Strange is Iron Man. That movie is the and they exact just same went form. different That's paths. The only they one went magical and one yeah. went technological. That they're they're the same. That's why it's like I like when they're it's like I'm defending your reality, douchebag. <laughs> I like them going back well, and forth. I, I do like having those two together is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that was a great just dynamic. Watching going like wow, this is fun. <laughs> oh, we're using fake names. I thought I'm Spider-Man. They have fun moments. There's just moments that... They have a lot of great They have the moment where he says you're an Avenger and walks away, but they really let the music just swell and him just look really... Like, those are the hearts of the, the heart of the stuff. Man, these are good. Such great actors, all of them. <laughs> the, my favorite, because you know what? My As far as, like, I think Civil War and the Avengers are the most, like, kind of masterfully plotted and made emotionally. My favorite of these movies might be Thor Ragnarok now, though. So I, oh my I, god, that's, you can Thor's rewatch amazing. that movie. So I, it's just because it's He Man, man. I love it so much, and that, watching, I just love that Thor. Now, no, he's still that guy. Now it's that's his. He's shifted, and it, it's been a natural progression, though. I don't think it's weird if you look back and watch him. He's still always been that character. He's just smarter now. You know, that's, now that you say that, though, that does get me to another thing that bothers right. me about this movie. And I kind of knew this was going to happen, but. The, but the Ragnarok thing drives it home the worst because at the end of Ragnarok, I've oh, saved the Asgardians. Yeah. We're in a big spaceship. We're flying mm-hmm. off. Like, fade out, fade back up. The whole ship is decimated. Half Everyone's dead. Like, <laughs> off screen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm just assuming that, 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 that some of the Korg got away. No, they confirmed that Korg and Valkyrie are with the other half. They just yeah, don't show, so, it. but that I mean, the Russo said so. But he even says, and it's half not just that yet. though. Through the entire MCU, every movie we've been following the bouncing ball of some damn doodad. But now we all those that is like, an Infinity like Stone, Xandar, like, right? Oh, Xandar's happen. gone. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, off screen too. It's like, what have you guys been doing? The whole rest of the franchise was about you guys protecting these stones, and we find out between movies, Thanos has got almost all of them. None of it mattered. What happened? Well, yeah. yeah well, that was what, what did happen to Xandar? They just said in the movie that he wrecked it. He said but, like they, they didn't even he said show they it. Decimated like, it. I, yeah, he destroyed Xandar and got that stone. Like, oh my <laughs> God! So the whole Nova Corps is gone. Like these are 
these are important elements of these movies that are being negated, and this is a this is a lifelong pet peeve of mine. When a sequel just kind of randomly reverses the the ending, I don't care of as much as these because these are just a huge soap opera, though. You know what I mean? They're, they I, I, to me, like all I ask about these is they don't make me cringe and that they're fun <laughs> and I like all the characters. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we're moving along. It's just like a comic book, dude. It really is. Like they, the comic books are worse. They're like they bring kill Superman, bring him back to life. There's more Superman now. There's other stuff happening. Like. They can't really tell this huge story because it has to keep going. We only just now got him back in the damn trunks. Right. <laughs> How long it takes. So I remember when they when they first changed the Superman costume, I was like, everyone calm down. They do this all the time. Well, they still didn't have the him before, be but it's back. funny they did that. I bought that 1,000 Action Comics 1,000, and I listened to a yeah. couple different interviews with different people, and every they said that every single one of them, they didn't talk about it, but privately, like, we're going to bring and then all of them did. <laughs> they all did separately. Like, oh, never mind them. We all brought back the trunks. Okay. Well, that's the way to do because it. Because then they said, like, if they don't let us bring back the trunks, we're just not going to show his crotch. We're just going to make it seem like we're going to say the trunks are back, just not show them. <laughs> well, what's funny about it is the reason you knew they needed to bring the trunks back is there are so many artist renditions of Superman in the period where where they got rid of the trunks, where it is just strangely in shadow. Yeah. Like... Like no one, everyone was embarrassed at that decision. But the like, trunks are the, the trunks. trunks I understand conceptually. If you can't get past it, they might be weird to wear underwear. It looks much weirder to wear like onesie, like kind of like leotard well, thing. I was like, just put some underwear on. People are used to wrestlers. It's fine. Who cares? This is a problem they have. In, in Batman has too. trunks. Like when you, when you try, well, not anymore. But it, that's not as iconic, though. He could go to a black outfit. Ever since Michael Keaton, Batman could be wearing all, all black, and it's true. fine. Yeah. But but Superman, if you take concepts like this and try to make them not ridiculous, you make them way more ridiculous. It's sort of like, and I love Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I can't wait to see that movie. But but that's the perfect example of them trying to make him like this totally cool dude. What? And he's Aquaman. Well, and that's why they, you see when they lean into it, but still make it. There's a way to make it hip, but also lean into it. And that's the thing Marvel does. But I even think with Wonder Woman, there's the costume. It looks pretty. You know, it's like yeah, they didn't. Yeah, pretty close. They could have tried to make it yeah. more. You know, whatever, like low key, but like no, nah. like they just make it. It looks pretty cool. It's great. You know, like if you look at any of the Marvel, I think does a great job. I think I saw one of those weird clickbait articles where it's like, look what they should have looked like. You know, and it has the comparisons. And every one of them, they made it way better. Like if it was like from Falcon to Scarlet Witch and stuff. Like, yeah, this looked way better. Well, yeah, well, some of those because like, find you know, a way. some of them just don't translate into live action. You know, and make make sense. Well, and the DC movies can do this too, but Marvel f- finds a way to sort of incorporate the necessary elements that you recognize it, but they give it a realistic kind of feel. Superman's a little bit different because you should just go all the way with Superman. I mean, you can mute the colors a little, I guess, but but you know it's. It's hard to take that outfit and say, here's a realistic explanation. Like, Batman Begins, you can do that. Like, he's wearing, like, a tactical suit, and then uh, he was going to hang glide, so whatever. <laughs> it's always easy, because you can Somehow. do that in Captain America, and then you can also go, hey, Coulson made the suit in Avengers, because he's, like, a big fan, so he made it kind of goofy-looking, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and he <laughs> wanted it to look that way, yeah. And then... I love how his suit's off. Both him and Thor are cool, because they're all blacked out now. You see Thor's at the end, too, it's like all... <laughs> His little scale armor's all black, but 
I love how Captain America still has the star and everything. It's just all black now. It's like, yeah. But what have they been doing? Because they're all For like... two years, right? Everyone grew a beard. Yeah, it's they've been like, kind of like... like it's vigilante. such a nerdy way to say, to say that time has passed. Everyone grows a beard. <laughs> that's all. Now we know time has passed. Everyone Well, that's what's beards. funny when they show she up to, has a different to color Brody, hair. you know, it's Avengers headquarters here in Atlanta. And they show up there and they go... <laughs> And they all, look, I mean, because the internet's like, Captain America looks great. They all look pretty good. But he, Brody's like, you guys are like crap. I was like, I don't think they do, actually. They look pretty healthy. So it's like. Yeah, they look like they've been working they have out new the equipment, entire time. Like, but not doing my biggest laundry. Thing, my, my biggest, like, reason. one of my biggest things in the, uh, like, is suspension of disbelief in this universe is who's making Falcon's new stuff all the time? He just steals one backpack in that movie, and then he has new gadgets all the I mean, I guess you could say before it is Tony. But in the last two years, he's got yeah, new gadgets in this movie, that, and you're like, who was doing this for you? So, this is uh, well, my criticism there is what I assumed was that that they'd been hanging out in Wakanda. Oh, that's already oh, that's right. That's but then, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. But in the movie, he says, "I knew a guy," and they fly out there like it's the first time they've been yeah, out. It seems there. like they should have been. So I assume they probably have like Steve Rogers has been in contact with with. Uh, Black that Panther, is a, that is a goofy but part. That's one of the parts of goofy I, the movie where they bring. Yeah, I think I would have just said that those guys are hanging out there, because you're making it look like they've been out doing something because they look beat to hell right. as far as their clothes at least. But then we find out that they haven't had any contact or been fighting off the Thanos stuff at all. It, it is funny where they have to go. So to what have they been Bucky doing? And they go. I was like, did you have to bring the arm out here? That doesn't need to be like hypo alley, like like contained for. Like we can do that in the lab. You don't have to bring the arm to me. Like just gonna put it on. Yeah, it seems like it'd be way easier for me to just go out there. Yeah, that that is the sad. The thing like the people disappoint is like, well, there's not a lot of buckets, not a lot of cap. I mean, Cap's kind of the more the moral center of this of these movies, and it's like he's. But it's like that's because they're building all up to this thing, and then the last movie. You know what I mean? That's the whole point of this. It's like that's what we're scared of, though. Because well, he's gonna die. Almost certainly Steve Rogers will die, but they may even kill Tony well, Stark off, yeah. too. And it's like, we want to see as much of these guys as we can because we know we're building to the swan song. Well, let's do that real quick. Hey, let's do some death predictions the last one. <clears throat> so all the people, snap, are coming back. Absolutely. They're not going to kill everybody mm-hmm. in the universe. They're going to come back. Um, yeah, the question is whether or not, like, Gamora well, will stay I dead. Think Loki's because, definitely yeah, dead. that's the one He's I would be dead. wondering about, too. Gamora, she died in the act of that, and then he disappeared. So she could be in the Soul Stone, and they, she could reverse it or something, you know. I also think yeah, which is kind of along the lines of what I think. When I heard a cool idea, it's like they're what gonna... if they go through the one Guardians? The dynamic of that team doesn't work without her because because Peter has nobody to try to impress. You know, he's just a bad dude <laughs> at that point. Um, but then, well, what, what about because we already talked about Adam Warlock, you know, in the comics, he's the one that's in the Soul Stone and helps them do that stuff. But they already talked about him being in the Third Guardians. What if Avengers Four mm-hmm. plays out? You know, the other people do come back. You know, whatever resolves, other Avengers dying, but Gamora's still missing. What if that's the Third Guardians movie? It's like Search for Spock kind of thing. That would be cool. And that With might Adam be fun. Warlock, they get that him to try to help. Could him, be you know what I mean? There's a, well, but, a theory, at least, that was getting suggested. I didn't read an article that said this specifically, but I saw some stuff that seemed to be suggesting that there's a fan theory going around that Peter Quill isn't just acting like a big dope in the movie. Like, what he does when they try to pin down Thanos is part of the plan, too. I think it's part of the plan, and that's why Doctor Sh- 
Here are two things. I think, one, no, because I think it totally goes with his character. That's what he did in the last movie. In the media, he's like, I shouldn't have killed your mom, and he immediately pulls out. That's what we loved about it. He pulled out. He's so reactive emotionally to things that, again, you know, the people that he loves. But two, I think Doctor Strange knew it because the one thing in that little fight, Doctor Strange is helping them get him, but Doctor Strange is the only one who really doesn't try to stop him. You don't see Doctor Strange during that interaction. Like, he could have portaled him somewhere. So, you know, he doesn't do it at all. He's, he's he, Yeah, like, he wants it to play out because he knows that there's no way they're going like to get Tony is the only one. Thanos. Tony and Spider-Man are the only ones trying to stop him. They're like, hey, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And Mantis and other people, you know, so... They almost they get it off. It's on his fingertips, and then he's just like, "Oh no, don't!" I know that's a missed opportunity, Thor. That axe you'd have saved everybody. But it, that again also is the character. He wanted to give him that thing. He wanted to tell him it was hubris. He did it. It was his fault, and they, they made mistakes. They lost, and, they, and that you know what I mean. It, I don't think it was just random. He did that because he wanted to talk to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like he wanted. To, I kind of also think that this is a good setup for the movie like we said since the the survivors are the core avengers team which will probably include hawkeye in the next movie because he, he just got written out of this one but he didn't die or anything They're yeah he'll, like, oh, he'll come in with a backstory like someplace. half my family disappeared yeah, yeah that would be perfect it's yeah. like all of his family <laughs> yeah. disappears oh and not him yeah, yeah yeah oh holy hell that'd yeah. be great and then he's that's but, why uh, he shaves and ant-man has his own movie so he had to be written out and ant-man's gonna be in i can't too, disappear though. i've got a movie in yeah. july yeah, Ant-Man could be in Avengers 4 if you want, but who cares? Yeah, you think they'll, they'll, they'll bring him back in, you know, in the fort, in this new Ant-Man movie? They'll kind of... I think it'd be fun if they did, because the they've worked so like many other characters out. The end of it, or something, half mm-hmm. them, you know, Michael Douglas or somebody going, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Watts just was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Michael Pena. Yeah, That's going to be like the post-credit like... scene of every Marvel movie until they have Avengers 4. It's like, just make this movie already! <laughs> yeah, they do have a weird like, dilemma, dark. because... It's genius the way, you know, the post-credits Captain Marvel because everybody's going to want to see Captain Marvel and they have a great setup to that. Well, it may tie in much more directly than we would have thought because we knew it was What has to? You need to prove how she can save the day, right? There may be a time travel element to what they have to do to reverse what Thanos did. I mean, this may not just be a movie that's a captured point in time, well, but it may there's gonna be actually something Well, be and they did kind of foreshadow that a little bit, you know, with, uh, you know, with the way Thanos turned back time to get the stone from vision you know well that's yeah. why i'm so i'm so intrigued and that's it, what you don't know what it is whatever whatever dr strange did his power his connection is to that that time stone so you assume uh, that whatever his plan is involves going back in time so that you know half the universe doesn't die so there has to be some kind of weirdo time travel element to it, and I'm all well, for the, that. Just time travel hijinks in Avengers Four would be a great. Well, fun this to is make. one. This is not. I, I, I don't think this. Is, I, th- I didn't. I don't look for spoilers, but I saw this somewhere. This wasn't even just a headline. There was one shot a year or two ago when they were shooting these movies. Nobody knew what it was from, but it was a shot of them in their Avengers costumes, the Avengers movie era costumes. Like Tony has that T-shirt on. Yeah, and he has that I Captain saw America. that. So it was from a, the yeah, Avengers. So yeah, now, so now he was wearing the cheesy Captain America. Yeah, so now you're like, oh, hold on, wait a second, are they gonna go back <clears> in time? Like, are they gonna do like you know, Kurt Vonnegut time travel, the lost time travel that we like, you know, like in back in their consciousness or something, <laughs> back into their own or bodies, or is it, yeah, like days, of or is it the thing that they did in Civil travel. War with that memory thing? You know, like do they have to figure out stuff like Tony was at the beginning? You know, 
is they have to figure out things and I don't know. That's why I'm intrigued because I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is like a sci-fi puzzle. This could be fun. Like how they can because they, they can't yeah. just the the solution's not portaling to Thanos punching them, getting the thing, turning around. Like that would be dumb. It has to be something crazy. Yeah. Now the story's gotten much more interesting, and that story's going to be about bring because one good thing that I like about this, what makes it not as enjoyable a movie, is because the theme of this movie is how they ultimately fail because they well, don't come together. Well, and it's like it's, this is the prologue to the the good movie. I mean, this is good. This is yeah, fun. Because the whole the next one is going to be all about let's get together, let's work together. <laughs> and you're going like, to get the f- you know the heart of that universe is let's get Tony and Steve to work together because that's honestly the what all these stories well, are about get, like the avengers broke because of civil war yeah and you're going to get all this you're going to get you know natasha and bruce back together you know not together but facing it they got to avoid it this time you know what i mean like there's going to be stuff that there're only those guys left plus you're going to have a fun little reaction cuz you do have rocket left which is be fun to mix with them you got akoya but she'll probably stay there um I guess you have Nebula. Thin, Nebula's with Nebula theory. and Tony are off on that planet. You know, that Bruce yeah. Banner is actually Loki in disguise. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what is that a theory? Yeah, that doesn't really. There, that I, that was a fan theory that I read. That doesn't pan out to me because they have scenes where it's just Banner and he's trying to be Loki. Yeah. Loki's yeah, gonna know. die. That was the one. Every I go to bed. I think the Loki death is, is the one they want to keep. I feel bad about. Well, his arc came to an end that in that elevator know. scene in, uh, th- well, at the end of Thor Ragnarok. But it's, like, he comes back and he's back. And he's a good guy now. And he's not going to do it. And that, the first scene starts to say, hey, and then he proves it. No, I'm Odin's son. I'm, like, that. I think it's a little anticlimactic. I love, I love that I mean, it, I like, yeah, that's great. It's all heartfelt. And I was like, he's going to die. He's not coming back. He's done. His story is done. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, and it's such a great thing because... The problem with a, a Loki in the comic books and throughout most movies they do is, yeah, we kind of like to end the story with him becoming a good guy, but then we don't have, then we don't have Loki anymore. We don't have this villain. But if he dies doing something heroic, then right. that's it. You know, he that then he really but did then, have that. And then that, that matters more because of Thor Ragnarok, where they kind of come to terms. You know what I mean? It's like that's nothing this movie did. It's because of that movie. You're like, oh yeah. I mean that yeah. that, God, that scene is the best scene in that movie. I mean, not the best scene of being fun and crazy, but I love that elevator scene where they're riding up there and he's like, Oh, you should stay here. He's like, I think you should and he goes to him and he's like, You think so poorly of me? He's like, Loki, I think the world of you. He's like, I just wanted you to be with like he says this whole speech and he's like, But that's but in the end I'm me and you're you And I think it's just such a heartbreaking little speech. You're like, Oh, they and that's really what kinda of sets the seed and at the end he comes back and you're like, Oh, he's done now because it's like Walking Dead. It's like then anytime you become self-actualized and what you truly are, oh, you're done. You're off. No point now. You, yeah. You, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> it never gets any better than that. Don't become the moral compass. Yeah, never. If you actually become healthy, we, we don't need healthy people in drama. We need, we yeah. need people that are searching. Yeah, we need be, yeah people who are broken and confused, erratic. I, I, we like lots of quick random action. And that's why I was kind of just like happy with this because like going into it, you're like, is Cap gonna die? Is Iron Man? Like, yeah, of course, those two are the most in danger of any movie. This going into this movie, I'm like, yeah, they could, but what they and because but you could there's a world where you can imagine, yeah, they fight Thanos, it ends halfway through it, these people died, and the new Avengers keep fighting Thanos to win. This is way more interesting how they did it. You know, you're like, oh, cool. All right. No, they need to. And it's like no. Tony and Cap need to come to terms. And, the, and spoiler alert: yeah. when they finally do, and they're like, "No, we love each other." 
you guys are going to die too. But actually, if coming out <laughs> of this movie, I'm more convinced that they could get away with not killing Tony and him just retiring I think or getting. Tony, you know, yeah. He still has a chance to get back and, you know, be with Pepper. And, he has and something to live for. Live a normal Captain life. America doesn't. He's not going to be in. Yeah, know, he's been a man yeah. out of time this and whole. He never really fit, fits in anywhere. It's such a, and plus, I mean, the Iron Man franchise is not going to turn over to Rhodey. So that's, it doesn't be, matter. It could be Shuri. But yeah. they've, or it could be, I really kind of think if they kept going long enough with this, it could be Peter at some point. You know, he's got an Iron Man's. The, the thing about the Iron Man thing too, it's like. Yeah, but I just, I want him to no, be I Spider-Man. Do too. But the thing about the Iron Man too, you know he's either going to die or never wear that suit again. Because we've gone up the, we've, <laughs> what's that rule, whatever on the internet where you always, argument always comes to Hitler. I was like, this, his, his technology is now magic. <laughs> And I like it, and I think it's yeah, cool. Yeah, the nanotechnology. Actually, yeah. especially having the perspective, it's, we watched all 18 movies, and it's cool how every movie they increase it, and it's awesome. And this one was like, okay, we can just do anything now. Whatever. <laughs> it's like... Mm-hmm. And Rhodey's like, and then he just built me some metal pants. Look at what he's got. Why, why, why <laughs> well, that's what Spider-Man suit in like this is that, too. Like, he just has a magic suit. Whoa, yeah. Okay, fine. How come you can't get, hook me up with some of that shit? That's why it makes sense if he does die, because Spider-Man can't make that. You know what I mean? Like, well, okay, we have to reset stuff, or I don't know. Like, I but it, I like the idea that his arc is to just settle because down. that's his. He's and never been happy. Right? That's, that's going, his whole arc. He's never been happy. Yeah, and the person that's going to bring that together for him is Steve. The two of them come together and and reconcile, and Steve Rogers is going to die the hero's death, and then. You know, Bucky is going to end up becoming the new Captain America. Yeah, and then Black, got all this I don't stuff think I don't think like I don't think, and I Thor. I think they're going to make more movies. They're going to make more Taika Waititi movies. I think at least one or two more. I think. Oh, I hope so. I kind of would like to see more movies where Thor. Yeah, and he the should Guardians just join them. Well, a little sweet rabbit. Yeah. Could, <laughs> and now, and rocket. The, in the re, in the comic <laughs> books, like, currently in the comic books, Thor is a woman, right? I think they changed that now. Now they're rebooting. Yeah, it all. I think that's. I don't think that's quite wrapped up, but it's about done. Because Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character mm-hmm. in the films, her character is dying of cancer, but she, but she takes the Thor hammer and becomes like this super Yum-yum. Thor. <laughs> but but yeah, that's been a pretty good. That's a pretty good storyline. But I I kind of would like to see him take on the mantle. It's kind of weird because he's. In the comics, he doesn't have his his hammer, and in the the, the movies, he no longer. And I find that interesting because, you know, that Thor hammer started be becoming a symbol for, uh, like, uh, Aryan nation kind of oh, stuff. Really? <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So what a great way to just uh, nip that. It's like, no more hammer then. Done. That that is a weird look. Thor, they do kind of give short shrift to that too, because the whole point of that movie is like he sacrifices, he loses an eye. You know, and he also well, then he learns he's like, "Well, I got a hammers. No, I'm, I'm. This is me. I can do it without this." But immediately, his only mission is just like, "We need another weapon." Actually, <laughs> I can't do this by myself. Like immediately, <laughs> it is that is more thematically problematic. I think you're like, yeah, almost more so than them not, kind yeah. of just killing the Asgardians. <laughs> you're like, but at least I get it because it's Thanos, and you have to have some kind of awesome. Well, he's become the super. Like Thanos he's my with. favorite. Maybe I just like his power, but he's become. You get more fun from him. He's like, I've lived for fifteen hundred years. Like he starts talking, I was like, that's awesome. It's like the scene in Lord of the Rings oh, extended yeah. edition when Aragorn said he's ninety. <laughs> like you love those little, you know, 
Their scenes are great. Well, the Rocket and, and, and Groot, they're great. <laughs> it's just like when they find him, it's like it's like a pirate got together with an angel. With an angel. It's like this is a yeah, you're a dude. This is a man. And he's like, you know what? And I love the subtle because they said James Gunn wrote all their dialogue, the, the Guardians. And I love it because it, there's it's just subtle things. He's like, that's it. You know what? All right. I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna commit, and I was like, Bowflex. Like, oh, I guess you're from that area. Like, yeah, that's what He's you. He's like, remember. I'm gonna get some dumbbells. Like, you know, you can't eat dumbbells, right? He's like, you're one sandwich away from being fat. <laughs> that's what I love. It. <laughs> They're great. That is the thing about people complain about that. I don't know if I don't. I, I liked his story in the first Guardians movie, and it was cool. But they complain about Drax being just comic relief. But he's so oh he's man, so he's the best. Though. Where he's like, I'm just, I'm standing. How long you been standing there? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> it's so weird. That's what's so fun about it. It's just, and now him and Mantis are just so fun together. It's like, you know, take ass or you know, take <laughs> ass, t- kick names, <laughs> kick names, take ass. Yeah. <laughs> she's great in it too. We're like, yeah, that's-, that's what's fun about the first Avengers. The first Avengers movie was miraculous because you go. These movies have been miraculous because like the first one that's impressed me so much, like Iron Man, great, Captain America's cool, Thor, how's that gonna work? And you're like, oh, it mm-hmm. works. They got the oh, it's te- just fine. Like, I didn't follow the Thor comics, the technology for you know the Kirby thing. I was like, oh, oh, that does work. But then Avengers are so impressive because like, but how, it's you got Hulk and Thor. How do you make an Iron Man? How do you make any of these other people matter? It's like, oh no, Captain America's the leader. You know, Natasha's keeping them together. Hawkeye, you know, has skills at the end. Everybody it's had really a play. It was just bow. such a cool. And I think that was neat about that one thing, the Titan battle, is that they all had purpose. Like, they really did, as much as they disservice, you know, Peter Quill and some of his decisions in this movie, uh, not just that one decision, because he did really, it was real heartbreaking, him killing Gamora, basically, but not mattering. But he's very effective against Iron Man and against Thor with all his gadgets. Like, he incapacitates both of them, you know, for a while. I was like, that's actually pretty impressive, because you're like, he's just a dude with boots (laughs) and a gun. You're like... So I thought that was a pretty good how they had everybody and then Mantis jump on his head. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is the Avengers moment where everybody's yeah. doing something. So. Yeah, it was cool to see because I was kind of wondering how Mantis would be useful in this scenario. She has that one skill. She can put people to sleep yeah. or wake people up, and she did it. <laughs> yeah, well, if that works on Thanos, that's an incredibly useful skill. Like, we, we might want to work that into future plans. Yeah, just do that all the time. And that 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 is. I heard a lot of criticism. And then I, to this stuff, I answer. It's a movie. I don't know. It's a kind of, They're like they have so much so much portaling in this movie, and even the guy's hand getting cut off. They're like, just do that to Thanos, portal him. Like, why just cut off his hand, Doctor Strange? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. But that all you can also tie back to like, well, he wasn't trying. You know, he knew how it had to play out. And I love the moment where he like duplicates. You know, it's all that's awesome. That's super Doctor Strange psychedelic weirdness that I love. Yeah, he's more fun in this movie. I mean, the, my biggest complaint about Doctor Strange as, as a movie was just that it was such a by-the-numbers origin story. It's a good movie. I mean, you should watch it, Greg. But Yeah, I need to. But the, that movie could have been way more interesting and way weirder. And they kept that on on a very sort of vanilla yeah, level. Standard. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. So he actually gets to do a lot more cool, cool stuff in this movie than he did in that. You get to see him be Doctor Strange. You never like that's what's so fun about this. I love the jokes at the beginning. He's like, "You got any money?" And he's like, "It's a roof, ton two hundred rupees." How much is that? Dollar twenty-five. He's like, 
I'll see I'll see what they think about you know whatever like I love how the that you just see them trying to go out in New York yeah. and buy a sandwich You're like, okay I, that's what that was that is what makes Marvel comics <clears throat> interesting to me is like they take a moment yeah. to do those kinds of little things that just normal people do but you know you know seeing yeah in this movie they really pay off the jokes and they pay off those yeah. human moments well right? that's what keeps it going because when you feel like the plot might be failing a little bit and this is true of the original Avengers too it's like the, this may be kind of weak plot wise but this is so much fun to watch it's so like, yeah it's so engaging everybody's really we accept it as as like, like uh, my my suspension of disbelief allows for this because it, it's it's a scene I really enjoy it's something I really well, like they, seeing in the movie well, yeah, because the first Avengers, they kind of, it's a, it's kind of a, it's not a, it's a device. The, what Josh Whedon does in that is he's like, they don't like each other for most of this movie. And it's really easy to write people bickering, but in an interesting way, you know, like, put on the suit, don't make me, put on the suit, put on Megan, and it explodes, like, put on the suit. <laughs> like, that's Josh Whedon, that's like Man. his signature. Perfect like, dialogue payoff, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's just so great. And you just get everybody, people like, you wouldn't like me, like, get angry, what, you know, they, all that stuff, they just do those things, and but this still continues that i mean that's what's so interesting i think the russos have done such a good job with that and it was whatever the mar i mean i guess it's kevin feige with his sensibility because it carries to all these movies from black panther to everywhere just these real they're not just they're not corny jokes you know what i mean they're not like they're very just human jokes even the black panther where she's like what are those and talking about his sandals or whatever like that's (laughs) (laughs) but it's like a real it's a real moment you know what i mean like those are they're not. Uh, I don't know. They just don't get kind of weird and and you know, well, kind of, yeah, DC-ish kind of heavy, kind of know, heavy like, like they are in DC. Yeah. Like you can tell, they're very somewhat yeah. forced in the DC movies. And uh, yeah, well, D- DC is the long. You know, like we we we're nerds. We've known nerds our whole lives. Like DC movies right now are the the long coat nerds, the ones who the always nerds, want to yeah. be a bounty hunter or a barbarian whenever you're role playing like uh <laughs> like they're never any fun and they always like the dumbest like Boba Fett's my favorite character like of course he is yeah, he's a like, useless character in all Fett of Star movie. Wars I hate yeah, that character like... he's, he's nothing but a helmet but these guys he's badass though it's like, have you guys watched Krypton at all? Yeah, I've watched the first couple of episodes. I, I want to watch I, it. I, I, it's on my DVR. I've, I'm thinking about three episodes behind. It's all right. Yeah. It's watchable. But it's totally David Goyer because you could tell they were like, you know, right. the Superman story would be better if it had more cussing, fighting, and fucking in it. <laughs> so right. that's what it is. <laughs> David Goyer, I don't know how he keeps... <laughs> But they swear a lot in that show, and it's completely unnecessary. It's just so they can it's say... It's weird. They I, I guess it'd be hilarious as anachronistic to Krypton, too, right? Because it's like, why do you have these customers here? Well, I mean, we can assume that it's Kryptonese I guess. versions of that. Like, I mean, that doesn't bother me. But what bothers me is, like, you're clearly just having fun doing this in a Superman story. And that's Goyer all the way. It's like, this character, like, the main guy is just sort of like... Not ne'er do well, but the classic, just iconoclastic Mahoney, who's always getting into trouble, always pulling some kind of scam or con, and then getting into fights and and hooking up with girls. You're like this. He looks just like Superman, mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. but this, that you could tell that is Goyer's wheelhouse all the way. It's like fine, kind of a rich yeah. telling the story realistically. Kind of a pretty boy Superman, like or you know, 
like a Playboy Superman is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, but you get so tired of that character in everything. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem with DC movies. They think that character is more realistic and cooler. So that template shows up a lot in those movies, and it's such a boring template. Unless Andrew Andrews. So a, it's a good you, show. It, it is a watchable show. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, but yeah, that's why it hasn't that hooked you me see yet. that I'm, sensibility I'm, I'm, in everything. That <laughs> Snyder and Goyer did that, where it's like, it well, just needs to work out so a little impressive. bit more, talk a little tougher, be a little cooler. Have you, have you read what's so inspiring about that man? It's, it'll piss you off looking at the DC movies. Did you get that Action Comics 1000? Yeah. That one? I, I, I haven't read, like, the last two or three stories in it because I just <laughs> started reading the other night. But, like, you read through every one of those stories and it's, like, so Superman. You know what I mean? It's so, like... Yeah, because they know he, like, what spins, the character is. Like, the first one, like, they're not even, like, it's great stuff. You know what I mean? That first one, it's like he's at Superman Day and he just keeps freaking out because people are going to attack. And he's like, what's going on? I know something and it ends up being, like, the Justice League and I read how... But every one of them, they're so quintessential. Like the one that, um, do you see that one? The one that Richard Donner wrote with him, where the guy just like helps the guy with his life, the guy that's robbing the car or something. You're like, yeah, this is just such a good. That's what he is. Because that's what you want to see. Yeah, it's like that's the he's Captain America, literally. Like that's that's why we don't get into this. We're gonna start (laughs) bitching about that, but like, it's Captain America. There's all these rumors that that Man of Steel two is on is on the is on the schedule. I'd love that. Yeah, Henry Cavill's been talking in interviews. Like, yeah, I'd love to do it. I want to do it. They, they, hopefully they see Captain America, the character that Chris Evans has done. Go, no, we can totally do that. The moment where he's, you know, the, the end of Avengers and they, they decide to go take the jet or whatever, you know. He's like, you got a suit? Suit up. Then, but then he walks in. They walk in. And they're like, sir, this is an authorized. He's like, son, really don't. <laughs> don't really. That's him. You know what I mean? I just love. You know, he jumps out of the plane. Like, you, these guys are basically gods. He's like, there's only one god, man. And I don't think he dresses like that. Like, I just, yeah. that's awesome. I love this stuff. I mean, he's a little more folksy, but that's what Superman is. That's, that's, that's what you want. He totally from did. It. And, and conflicted, like, let's, let's, like, uh, talk about Winter Soldier. That's Superman being conflicted, right? Or Civil War, Civil War, yeah. right? That's him being conflicted, but not him losing anything. About him saving people and wanting to do the right thing, he's conflicted against authority. You can still it's have about, that's what we said, you know, about BVS. It's like you want to tell the story, you can, but you have to write it better than this. There, you you can, want to tell the story if you tell a real drama, him, not him losing faith in himself, or the two right. of them fighting for no reason. I mean, right, you guys, dumb. yeah, like <laughs> seeing Iron Man and Captain America fight is is really emotional because first of all, we've seen them in other movies besides just that one. And second, you've really you've really built up a reason why they're both well, right. The moment in Superman and, and Captain America doesn't want to fight the entire time. Like he's fighting to and the the two seconds in the BVS. Oh, we're gonna talk about BVS again. Damn it! He he gets hit twice and he's like, I'm mad. Now. Fine, I'll throw like, you into a damn building. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, Superman doesn't get mad. That's he's, the problem with wanting that point. character. Like, finally, we're gonna see him as a badass. It's like a badass doesn't beat the hell out of someone that can't possibly beat him in a fight. Like that's what the yeah, Joss yeah. Whedon wanted to set the record straight in Justice League. He just had Superman slapping everybody down left and right for no reason, just to establish it's like, because he could do that. Like the whole Justice League can't fight Superman. Like that's just right. to underline the ridiculousness yeah. of the previous film. Yeah, you you can get rid of that whole movie, 
again, I, I said this in our Justice League one that never came out. <laughs> it's whatever. The movie's not great. I love how Superman acts in it at the end. It's but watchable. you can take away everything. The four seconds of the movie I want to hear is he shows up, he says, Bruce, what can I do? He's trying to help him. And he says, we need to take these things the world's going to end, blah, blah, blah. He's like, cool, I'll help you. And he, there, Or this guy's going to kill us. And then he goes, civilians. And he's like, oh, he's, Barry's taking care of it. No, got to go. And he just takes off. It's my favorite five seconds of any DC movie ever. Because that's the point of Superman. He's like, well, you guys could die, but we got to take care of these people. Well, I don't care what happens. That's and he knows what to do. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's, that's Captain America's weakness. In his other that's movies. All that stuff. Yeah. Like you make it look like I just never know what to do when bad things are happening. Well, but that's but that's why the Civil War and it's we're gonna get the payoff of this in Avengers Four is so intriguing because that's the problem that Steve Rogers has with Tony. That's what the criticism he's had against him since the first Avengers movie. He's like, you're never the guy to lay your life on the line. You know, it's like I'd cut the wire. You know, they even though he did sacrifice himself at the end of that movie, there's this thing where he's like Tony's posturing and trying to save himself, make himself feel better. And Captain America's not trying to make himself feel better, he's trying to do the right thing. And that kind of thematically that represents the two sides in everybody, right? Your intellectual versus the morals, right? So it's like it's so effective in that they just make him look like kids' movies, the DC movies. Yeah.